Hello, I'm Andrew Frankel. I'm a man on a green screen, and there's currently nothing on it, but I am in Los Angeles. Hi, this is an episode of Oh So Curious, your existential movie podcast. You are part of our movie fan community, and this is a show where we're talking about Nope, about the MCU, and about a whole bunch of other things. With me are some of my favorite people to talk these things over with. I got Roland. Whoa! <laughs> it's a special trippy episode. This is Catriona, not Andrew uh, Dash Frankel. And... Uh, that's my name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they, 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 I'm currently they, they, a victim of identity theft. And, uh, and <laughs> yes, we have Roland, an alien, and Dan pretty much presenting what he, what he, bringing to the table what he normally does. He's a, he's a reliable, consistent man, and for that we thank him. Um, how, how is everybody? Excellent. And I'm, I'm just still laughing at like what just happened there because I, <laughs> what, what happened was I, I realized that the windows or the order of the windows that we have we're looking at was all wrong. And I tried to move boxes around and then there was like a whole, you know, what happened? Like there's video. Don't apologize. I've, I'll be completely think... honest with you. It was viewers. hilarious. I, I asked for cool. Dan to turn me green and he surprised me by doing it momentarily. I was going to try and see if maybe he could do it for the whole episode because we kind of have an alien motif happening right now um <laughs> in case you were looking closely if you want me to turn green tell us in the comments you know we would love to turn green for you um let's get let's convince dan otherwise stay tuned keep us uh, keep us engaged we will we will respond to anything that you say in the comments provided you're staying on topic and uh, yeah let's uh shall we get right into the show and see what's going on on today yeah we have the rundown right let's do the rundown and uh, by the way last rundown. minute audible uh, we're going to have Catriona do it cuz uh, Ben I switched the boxes Andrew you kind of oh, jumped out God. of that slot and uh... so I'm off the hook Nice. Oh no. This is okay. your one chance to redeem yourself. <laughs> all right, Here's all right. Here's with the rundown. Hey everybody, here's the rundown. Quick hits. I don't know if I'm supposed to read all of these. How phase four broke the MCU. I'm saying it too quickly. Nope. Review. For all mankind, episode seven. Ooh. Sounds like the Oscars. Super, super Pets <laughs> preview. Yep, that's, that's it. it. There oh, we go. and, and that's it. Thank you so much. It. Okay, <laughs> see? Improvement. Every day. Every time we come out here, we do a better and better job. And we have a, we have a pretty packed show for you today. So, before we get right into it, let's just say... We're available everywhere you can see a podcast or listen to a podcast. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Twitch, Twitter, all those places. Facebook, Instagram, be our friend, be our hero. Engage with us. We are looking to grow and we've been growing. So hop on the oh so curious train. We're, uh, it's a all aboard, as they say. And now, let's go take a look <laughs> at the open mic. <laughs> Let's just talk about what's going on. Um, this wasn't in the rundown. I wasn't prepared. I know. You, this okay. is, you know, I, I wonder every week, you guys, we do the rundown. It, it mm -hmm. lists it out for you. Let's start right there. 
I know. Although, in fair to I, fairness, open mic wasn't there. Open so, mic wasn't uh, on it, so it I, got, I got confused. I, I but, can't read out loud and think, so... Wow. But, you know, in okay. my defense, there is another rundown that we share in our internal chat that is a little more detailed, so... That's fair. That's true. Well, so let's, let's, let's talk about the things that are going on right now. Currently, in California, it's SDCC. That's in San Diego, Comic-Con, and there's been some announcements, there's been some revelations, some cosplay, and some pictures, I'm sure. What's, what's the big hype? What are we excited about at SDCC this year? Uh, interview oh. with a vampire. Got a new, uh, new trailer coming out. What oh, is no, oh yeah, I meant Marvel. Marvel. Oh yes, Marvel. yes. You this know, is... We got a lot of Marvel coming on. Oy, uh, okay. Look at, look at all looking... those things. That's MCU's Phase Five. Um, I don't even I... know half of this stuff. Well, I can quickly run you guys through some of these. We don't have to go yeah. into detail in any of them, but there's a few. There's a few things to talk about. I mean, look. Here's the thing. Um, um, the whole weekend is full of other stuff too. That DC, that Lord of the Rings, that John Wick trailer drop, Star Trek, blah blah blah. They even had a panel uh, exclusively for the Sandman. But MCU basically, you know, uh, as as you would uh, stole the show on the on the weekend because they had like the last big presentation that was yesterday. Today they have a couple of things at the show at uh, Comic Con, and it's not really much. So Comic Con is basically over for all you know intensive purposes. But Yesterday they announced Phase Five. We have Quantum Mania, which, okay, so here's there's a bunch of projects on here that were already announced, people knew about, and there's a couple of surprises or things that we didn't know so much. Secret Invasion is a show with Nick Fury, Disney Plus. Echo is a spinoff from uh, what was that show? Hawkeye. She the character yeah. was in there in that show. It's a, she's connected to Daredevil and stuff. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three finally we we see that on the slate. Loki That's Season exciting. Two. You know, sequel. Well, you know, following up with season one, they're shooting it right now. The Marvels, you know, that's gonna pick up right where Captain. Uh, no, Miss Marvel left off the TV show. Like, you know, switching places. Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, different places. Uh, Ironheart was announced a while ago. The character of Ironheart will, or the character who becomes Ironheart, will be introduced in Wakanda Forever later this year in November. So then she's getting her own TV show on Disney Plus in fall of was it 2023. Blade, Marshall Ali, finally, that movie has a release date. That's one that I think a lot of fans are excited about because they want to see the character of Blade. Not going to be rated R, but, you know, we'll see how they do. Agatha House of Harkness, that's going to be a spinoff of WandaVision. You know, Agatha uh, Harkness from that show. Who plays her? What's her name of the actress? She's really... So Catherine Hunt. That's it. Yeah. That's the one. Then uh, I'll, I'll skip past Daredevil for a second. Uh, Captain America New World Order, that's... Um, or as I like to call it, Captain America NWO. Um, that's going to be the fourth Captain America movie, the first one with Sam Wilson as the titular character. So, you know, we recently heard that Julius Ona is going to be the director. The movie was announced uh, shortly after the, the series aired, uh, the Cap Falcon and the Winter Soldier at the time. Now we know when it's going to come out, and it's uh, May of 2024. Now, spring of 2024, I think the biggest announcement that people took away from this slate, because it was the biggest surprise, because it hadn't been confirmed yet. There was rumors. Daredevil, Born Again, it's coming back. They are going to bring Daredevil back. And not only that, but guess what? Kevin Feige said on stage, they're going to give us 18 episodes of Daredevil. Oh. And it's played by Charlie Cox. And 18 wow. episodes. This is, this is like, what? Like, you can combine three other Disney Plus MCU shows and they wouldn't make 18 episodes. You think, are they going to be 
Stranger Things two and a half hour episodes, or are they going to be like, you know, standard thirty minute television mm. episodes that people might actually watch? <laughs> I I'll be honest. I I think they're going to need to cut some corners here, so they're probably going to be like thirty thirty five minute long episodes. Just stupid. I would Whatever. be fine with that. Keep me entertained at short yeah. bursts that I can I can digest. Um, Quantumania, that's a made up word. Is that that sort of makes me feel like we're gonna we're gonna see a lot more of like this Sony verse crossover stuff. It, is there any indication about what that actually means? So Kang the Conqueror, or Kang I don't know if Kang the Conqueror version of Kang, but it's Kang is going to be the main villain in that movie. Or at okay. least show up in the movie. Kang is played by what's his name? Is it something is it Jonathan Taylor? What's it? Is that his name? Jonathan Majors. That's his name. Okay. He was in yeah. the final episode of Loki, season one. You know, the the, the he who yep. remains or something. Right. I mean, Roland, like he was. Could you give us a little bit of background on who Kang is as a character? For those. Uh, Kang is this kind of. Uh, he's this weird time traveling villain. I think he's like from the year, ten thousand or no, the thirty first century. I, it's like some weird year and usually he's like a fantastic four villain and avengers villain but for this they're uh they're trying to uh explore the the quantum realm uh maybe and uh, i i think i don't know i don't know what they're going to do with this honestly i very confused well, well the you know if uh, my hunch would be this they did the whole time travel stuff in Avengers Endgame, and it was all through the Ant-Man tech, right? The Pym tech? Yeah. So maybe that's how they lean into it. Like, this is going to be some sort of a multiversal movie, similar to what we got from Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. Hopefully better than the, the Multiverse of Madness was, but... Fingers crossed. Yeah. Now, of course, beyond all of these projects, they also announced Phase 6, but they only gave us three titles in Phase 6. So now we know Fantastic Four is coming out in November. It either says, I think it says November 8th, 2024. And then May 2nd, 2025 is Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. And then November 7th, 2025. So not even like a year apart, like Endgame and Infinity War, where this is literally t seasons apart. So November 7th of 2025, we're going to get Avengers Secret Wars. And that's going to wrap up phase six. So... Basically, phase six is 2024 and 2025, whereas phase five is basically late 2022, which is this year, and then 2023. So you, things are moving quickly, and you can like, see there's a lot of gaps. Do you to, guys feel like looking at this, they're, they're really taking the excitement out of it? I don't know if they're really... Are they actually building anticipation by showing you the logos for all of these movies that we're not going to see for three years? I, I think if well, you're I a dedicated, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead, Katrina. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I was just gonna say, if you're a dedicated enough fan, still, yeah, people would be geeking out over this. I, I mean, this is Comic Con. Like, it's in the world. It is, yeah. but but you know what? Comic Con isn't Comic Con anymore, as we've as we've discussed before. You're not a nerd. You're not a geek. You're a consumer. And like Marvel, especially, we've sort of seen a fall off in the appreciation, in the fandom, in the quality of the content. It's like. Are you, it feels like they're putting all their chips on the table there. They're like, yeah, like as long as we can squeeze out a bit more viewership here. But I don't know. I've, I'm looking, I used to get excited when it would be years between movies and I'd see the 
the logo for the updated sequel and be like, oh, it's new. And now it's like I'm looking at, you know, a jar of ketchup or mayonnaise or something that I'm going to buy in five years. It's like, that's kind of weird that I know what it looks like now. But you see, know. it's because it everybody was excited for it now, and it was a it was a method that worked. I think it's just going to take them a while to catch on and realize they should pull back a bit because there's still there's still enough people who are excited about it that they're just going to keep catering to them. I don't want to go too deep into this because we have a whole segment later. I know talking about all of this, but I yeah. I think I I agree with all your points. I do. There is a concern that I have about the fact that. Phases one, two, and three took like four years apiece almost, it felt like. Yeah. Whereas now we're like going twice as fast and you have Disney Plus shows and movies to watch and it's they're only getting more interconnected. So now you're like the entry point become like it used to be that you could enter at any point and catch up and make ground what you had not seen. And you can right. miss a few things and not have to worry about it. But now with, I think with what there, by the way, they also dropped another logo because you know how Marvel loves their logos. Disney marketing loves their sagas. So the multiverse yes. saga is what they're calling phase four to six. The point I was trying to make though is if you are a fan of Marvel now, or if you're not a fan of Marvel, you're trying to get into it. Now, because with the multiverse saga especially, Everything is way more interconnected than it was maybe in the past. So it makes it that much harder for you to like make, I don't know, for example, Wakanda Forever, your first MCU thing you have ever watched. Because if you watch it and you're going to be like, wait, what is going on? Why is there this big funeral? Who was that character? Where is?" The... And then I'm sure they're going to have a bunch of other connections. And in the past, you could have just been like, oh, oh, that was Black Panther. Great. Go mm. back, watch Black Panther. You're caught up. Now it's like, I guarantee you that you're going to have to have watched so many other movies, especially what's come immediately before it, to even know half of what's going on in Wakanda Forever. And I think you really felt that with Doctor Strange. And moving forward, it's I feel like it's only getting worse. You know? It's, yeah. Yeah. For the, for, the, for the viewers who have been exhausted by the word saga, do we know what it means? I wanted to, it's been bugging me, so I was like, I want to get a dictionary definition here. A medieval Icelandic or Norse prose narrative of achievements and events in the history of a personage, family, etc. Do you think we're overusing or misusing the word saga? Tell us in the comments. <laughs> yeah, much, much like the whole um, how... Once Apple came out with the iPhone Plus, everything it started to have a plus attached to it. Remember that trend? Mm. I guess yeah. you still have that trend. You know? Yeah. Disney Plus, yeah. Paramount Plus. I have Apple a question. TV plus. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Captain America, New World Order. Isn't mm. he, uh, isn't he done? So they're bringing, aren't they bringing back, like, the the next so, generation of Sam Captain Wilson, America, the... you know, the who used to be the Falcon? Oh. He's oh, right, right, right. You did say that. You so, again, if you, you have to, in order to know what's going on in that movie, you have to have watched probably Endgame at least, which you most likely would have. Most, it mm -hmm. seems like everybody did. But then you need to have watched The Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus because that's really what sets up what's going to happen in Captain America, the New World got Order. It, yeah. So, let's move on. To, let's get out of the Marvel world for a little bit. Yeah. And because there's, there's a lot going on at Comic Con, it's not just Marvel. DC's sort of made. Uh, a couple big moves. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at this. I just, this is a feed on Polygon who did a great job of 
compiling everything, but it looks like the last eight articles they wrote were all about MCU stuff. Because the last I visited, oh my god, this is even more than that. When I visited this page last time, it was like up to here. And then everything Marvel came in probably after. So the Sandman wow. series got a trailer. That looks nice. It's on Netflix. It's a DC property, if you guys are familiar. They've tried to do it in the past. It's really hard to turn that comic yeah. into a, a show or a movie. And they're trying to do it. So, I mean, so far, it looks good. Interesting that DC and Netflix are kind of joining forces in that uh, because we have Disney Plus taking all the Marvel stuff. It could be an indication of some kind of streaming war superhero thing. Yeah. Other things, Star Trek um, had their presentation. They, oh, Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks. Lower Decks is an animated show. Strange New Worlds is a live action show. Apparently there'll be a crossover event some point, which would be nice. Because oh, wow. I wonder how they, who, who they're going to cast to play the live action version of the animated characters. It's, um, it's a live action because uh, it's much easier to bring people into a cartoon. Well, they say it's going to be a mix of live action and animation. So maybe maybe it will be like the those Looney Tunes movies. What was it? Well, Space I'm, Jam? I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah, Space Jam. Be like well, there was also but what would be the conceit? <laughs> what would be the conceit? When you go too far down on the ship, you turn into a cartoon? I don't know, guys. I, I guess. I, I don't know. I'd... I, I did not watch the panel. What I did watch, though, was... The oxygen's different down there, so everything looks like cartoons. There's a gas leak on the Lower Decks. I want to know. Lower Decks is a fun show. It's like a parody, almost. It's a... Uh, and the animation style is sort of like Family Guy and Simpsons kind of a style of animation, so I like it. It's I haven't watched a lot of it, uh, honestly. Yeah, but. I'd be curious to see how they, how they bridge the gap there. That's yeah. all I'm saying. They did play a teaser trailer, which was more or less just a bunch of character, you know, motion character, character motion posters with mm -hmm. some voiceover behind it, where all the original cast of Star Trek The Next Generation is back for season three, the final season of Star Trek Picard. So you had like Deanna Troy and Will Riker and and uh, Jordy and uh, Michael Jordan is back. Ooh. You oh, know, uh, what is this Klingon? Morph as Morph. Um, all of those characters. And, and of course, you know, the Sir Patrick Stewart that's actually, as Picard. That's actually pretty cool. They even brought the doctor back, Beverly Crusher. Like, everybody is in there. Um, oh, my God. I, I just can't wait to see if uh, Will Crusher is going to be back. Like, you know, he's he does their after show for a lot of their stuff on Paramount+. Plus, So he's already part of the It's still doing stuff for them. If they, if, yeah, if Will's, like, uh, <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah. He'd probably be like, you know, the new Kirk. In fact, I'm surprised they didn't do like a spinoff with his character because that would that be That is perfect. surprising. Because, well, I think the if you look back at what was going on back then, they had Voyager and Deep Space Nine and then yeah. movies of the, the cast of uh, The Next Generation. So I think they never got around to it. And then they just I think they had a bit of a hiatus and then they went with Enterprise, like with the. What's the name of the guy? He was in Quantum Leap. Not, was it Quantum Leap? Yeah. They, they had Star Trek Enterprise. It was like a prequel show. It takes place in the 22nd century or 20, late 21st century. Anyway, so I think there wasn't ever a uh, time where... They, and then by the time they probably thought about it, they're like, yeah, he's sort of aged out of looking like that cute kid that we knew in the next generation. So. I don't, <clears throat> yeah, but like now he's old enough where he could be the could Picard. Be. I would love <clears throat> to see that. I would really the next I, I next think, generation. Next, yeah, 
and he's a great person at least from everything you see with him like you know whether he's doing fan shows or doing panels and stuff i mean and he's probably still a decent actor i mean you know you don't lose that yeah so. <laughs> yeah yeah i'd like to see something like that yeah. Would you like to see something like that? Tell us in the comments and, uh, and, and find us. We're on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Twitch and all the different places. Be our friend. Join our movie fame community. Com community yes. Uh, community. Or Brian, Brian calls it something different. He, he adds the TV series into it, which is fair. But, uh, Interesting. Is he is he is he doing quick hits this week? Is that right? He's doing quick hits. Before we get to quick hits, very quickly, Let's can I get your opinion on the DC hmm. panel? If you guys... Have you guys seen the trailer for Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and Black Adam, the, the two trailers that they dropped? And by the way, The Rock showed up, like, they lowered him on, on some wires, and he was dressed up like Black Adam, and they had, like, the pet, a whole screen behind him, like, with all the lightning bolts and stuff. So he made a, he made quite the appearance, but, you know, it was, it was all kinds of fun. They, um, they lowered him down on wires? Yeah, that doesn't. If, it honestly, it doesn't sound as cool as it probably looked, but... <laughs> Well, I think I've watched the video, but like bad cell phone video, and uh, yeah. it doesn't look as good as it probably sounds, is what I'll say. But okay, but I guess when you're in person, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson has the presence. Like you know, you have him in like when he's in the room, you you it's different than watching the, him on television. I think he's one of those few people in Hollywood, like you or or anywhere really, when they walk in the room, you could feel the presence. Um, and that's, yeah. Did we, we didn't get a Superman announcement. Bummer. Um, we didn't get a, even a mention. But then again, maybe they're maybe it's a surprise. They don't want to give away. I'm keep I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I want to see Henry Cavill back. Kind of interesting move to be like, you know, yeah, that all that stuff got announced at Comic Con. We're not going to do that. I'm a fan of people who zag. Yeah. By the way, John Wick also got a, a, a teaser trailer. John Wick Four. And yeah. Donnie Yen is in this movie, and we got some preview of Donnie Yen and John Wick. Go, well, Keanu Reeves going at it, and let's just say I am looking forward to this movie. It looks and sounds fantastic. Um, People love their John Wick. You know, I've never yeah. seen a single one. Me neither. Really? It's not that I don't want to. I just, I'm like, yeah, I never, never found the time. Had the occasion to sit yeah. down. Yeah, it's pretty good. Taking some they've also had a spinoff now. They're doing a it. TV series, The Continental, which is based yeah. on the hotel in the yeah. movie series. Um, by the way, Wyatt Russell and uh, Kurt Russell are going to be cast or have been cast to in unknown roles for the legendary uh, franchise, the MonsterVerse franchise. They got a TV show getting up and running for apple tv plus so kurt russell what? who was escaped from new york and stargate like getting back to his sci-fi roots and with his son wyatt also in tow what for people who don't know because i didn't know until like 30 escape minutes from ago, la the monster verse uh, well, uh, he did both escape from la both. and new york yeah. yeah uh the monster verse being godzilla king kong who else is in that those are the two faces of the franchise. Then there's a bunch of other, uh, what do they call them? G Kaijus? Like Ghidorah and Mothra, Mothra and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mothra. I'm a Mothra guy, personally. Sounds a bit weird. But... 
Uh, oh, Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones dropped their tra- new trailers. Lord of the Rings trailer. Oh my God, that show looks like a movie. And it's that statement has never been truer. Because here's what I did: I watched the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power trailer, and then I watched mm. Game of Thrones, uh, the House of House of the Dragon trailer, and and the difference you could like there was a difference. I'm like I just Lord of the Rings looked like a movie. Game of Thrones, the the House of Dragons still looks like a TV show, as good as it might look. Interesting. It did not look so, like. So would you say you're more excited for the Lord of the Rings stuff? I've never okay. So here's the thing: I've never watched any of the Lord of the Rings movies all the way through. I've only seen parts of the Hobbit what? movies. Also, I've, however, I've never and I've never watched a never. single full episode of Game of Thrones either. No, should you? Having said what? that, I am more interested now in Lord of the Rings because of how good that looks. Interesting. Huh. You know, I I watched all of Game of Thrones. Um, I was disappointed deeply, uh, as many were. I don't know if I can uh, trust them again. I might have to go into yeah, is it the same, territory. Is it the same guys doing it? It's not, right? I don't know. The two, the two writers who ruined Game of Thrones, basically. Okay. Wait, wait, what? The two, is it the two guys who are doing the new show? Are they, or who did the original Game of Thrones series? I oh, no, no. I don't think they're they. involved. I'm oh, okay. Sure they're oh, not. perfect. Yeah, no, no, Then no. you can't really they learned their mess lesson. it up as much as they did. We'd be yeah. surprised. <laughs> Don't, but don't, don't speak, you know. They, they did say at the panel they will address the events or in somehow, I don't know, this is meant to be a prequel, so I don't know how they're going to do it. But they won't, like, pretend that the last season of Game of Thrones did not happen. They, they're going to address it somehow, whether it's through flash forwards or whatever. Because we get to see, like, Daenerys's, um, what would you call them, ancestors in the show? That's basically oh, what Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, those are a lot of the announcements. I mean, I'm trying to think of what else happened. Oh, uh, Marvel Zombies is going to be rated TVMA and on Disney Plus. So that's okay, the thing. Nice. And then the day before, like on Thursday this past week, um, before Comic-Con kicked off on Friday, they Disney sent out a press release saying Deadpool, Deadpool 2, and Logan are all kind of going to be on Disney Plus. And so now you can go on Disney Plus and I watch saw... those rated R movies. I saw yeah. a really funny um, ad for that where they yeah. had all of the old... Um, Disney D, uh, VHS boxes yep. stacked, and so it was like all of the Disney classics, but they made two um, for Deadpool and Deadpool 2. It was a really clever <laughs> clever graphic. People are excited I like because, that. I mean, now this, now, okay, and then late to, to put, you know, once you go through the whole weekend, A, you're excited about the fact you're seeing TV, something, because now it changes how you look at Disney Plus as a service. I mean, internationally, where you don't have Hulu outside of the U.S., everything that Hulu has is on Disney Plus, too. But in the U.S., if you want to watch any kind of mature content, you have to go to Hulu, and, and Disney Plus is generally for family audiences. But then mm. earlier this year, they started adding all those Netflix Marvel shows onto Disney Plus because they came off Netflix. The licensing deal must have been uh, must have expired. And then they added on, like just this week now, you got Deadpool, Deadpool 2, and Logan. And the fact that it's those three movies, well, to be fair, they have the other X-Men movies on there already, like the, the PG-13 rated ones. So... I don't know if that hints at maybe Hugh Jackman coming back or not. Like, do you think there's a possibility he makes a cameo in Deadpool 3? Well, Deadpool, that's that's not necessarily attached to the actual MCU. It's more, I've seen more connection with the other X-Men movies, right? I think the yeah. idea is they're going to try to bring him in, right, Roland? Is that where they're headed with this? Mm-hmm. 
I, I mean, eventually they're they're going to try to bring him in, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do like a Hugh Jackman cameo. Hopefully, it's not a Wolverine <laughs> thing, just because they I you got to retire him. I'm sorry. That, I, I know everybody is obsessed with the Hugh Jackman Wolverine thing, including Ryan Reynolds, but we got we have to people. All right, we're about to go to a new era. We can't. Well, can't I mean, the, we were talking a couple weeks ago about how we're seeing sort of hints at Inhumans and possibly X-Men uh, yeah. coming back in an MCU iteration. And if they bring in Deadpool and it's Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, it's there's, there's sort of a gray area there where it's like, are we going to bring back the old X-Men or is this going to be a pivot point where we start a new X-Men franchise? That'll be, that'll be an interesting thing to see. Yeah. It is weird because... Can, I mean, they, they had, in Deadpool 2, there's a little snippet of where we see um, the X-Men. You know, we, we see, uh, it's like the X-Men first class X-Men or the, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The no, they do. Yeah, because like they're they're closing the door. Yeah. as Yeah, yeah I, I remember that. Yeah. That was awesome. I liked, I loved it. <laughs> Those are good. Honestly, I liked all the X-Men movies. But we also see, no. Wi-Fi. We can hear you. We can't. You're yeah. frozen. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, hello. We're back. I, this is terrible. I'm so sorry, guys. I don't That's know what's happening. I don't know what I did different. I'm I'm just in my basement, so it's like not anything crazy. So, uh, yeah. Um, Deadpool. What a guy. What a dude. <laughs> what a dude. <laughs> They haven't announced think, Deadpool 3 officially, though. Like, So that no, wasn't in any of those no. phases, things. But there's gaps, like I said, in phase six. Maybe it becomes one of those movies. It's going to be rated R. They apparently are not putting a lot of clamps down on what they can and can't do, at least yet. We have we, mm-hmm. All we're hearing is the writers are basically not getting any notes from uh, from Disney. They're just doing what their thing. And But who knows? I mean, uh, the but the fact that... Uh, Marvel Zombies is going to be TVMA and they're dropping all these other rated R movies probably bodes well for Daredevil Born Again to be TVMA like it was on Netflix. Like I think people are, that's what people are probably excited about now having gone through all the announcements from the weekend. The other thing that that if you watch the Wakanda Forever trailer that they dropped, which was like the big thing they ended their panel on, there's the last shot of that is is of Daredevil. Like on a rooftop and they, they cut away right before they are panning up from like the feet up to the chest and they cut away before they show up. But you can tell it's, it's a, it's a daredevil. So anyway, um, a lot, a lot to take in Bef- before, before we move on to comments of the week, I just wanted to ask anything in particular that you're most excited about, or, um, it's all just kind of fades in the background for you. Spider-Man freshman year. I don't. We haven't mentioned that one yet, but they, that looks really cool, just because it's got the old uh, '60s animation that, and it's kind of like a, it, it looks cool. I'm excited about that the most. Yeah, We're getting a lot X-Men of Spider-Man stuff still. X-Men '97 is yeah. Spider-Man yeah. is like carrying the MCU. I feel like right now. Yeah, and he always has though. <laughs> they're bringing back. Well, he carried Brown. Marvel for like a decade before MCU existed. That's true. Yeah. That's so. true. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. Almost almost too much. Almost like you would need to fill a convention center to 
with the amount of news well, being released. They also have D23 coming up later this year, which is I'm sure they're going to do a lot more stuff there that they didn't do here. And I'm, DC saved a lot of their stuff. I'm, they, did, they barely did anything. And they do their DC Fandom event once a year. So I think both of those companies left a lot uh, or held on, held on to a lot that they're going to bring, bring in later. But I'm personally most excited about the Star Trek Picard Season 3. That looks that's that's exciting. pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, shall we take a look at the comments of the week? This is something yeah. that somebody somebody out there said to us, and uh, and now we're reading it. It's on the show. This is comment how you on get the onto the show. So what is it? What is the comment of the week? Oh, and by the way, this week we don't just have one comment of the week. We don't have two oh. comments of the week. Oh. We have three comments oh. of the week. So. We can okay. go through one at a time, address them, and then I guess we'll, you know, move on to the next. And let's let's let, rinse and repeat. So, let's do it. All right. Here's the first one. <laughs> Nothing about Danush. He is the huge star in Asia. Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> is she stating that, or is she wondering about? I it? think that's a question. Uh? Fair, fair, fair question. Well, yes, Danush okay. was in the movie. Uh, fine job. Yeah. Uh, character who sort of steps in, steps out, and uh, yeah. It, I, I watched I, The Gray Man last yeah. night. So, okay, okay, so here's what happened. This weekend I was supposed to watch, as we all were. I feel like to I'm in no. trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched, I watched The Gray Man because I couldn't get out to the theaters, and now The Gray Man is... Um, on Netflix, so it was easy to just pop it on my TV, and I did. And I'll go check out Nova at some point. But I'll say this: I think you guys were a little too harsh about it last week. I I, I personally thought it was a it was a decent movie. I mean, for two hundred million dollars, okay. Here's one takeaway that I had was <laughs> a movie that did, looks this vis visually good. Like again, visually good, narratively. I don't think it was anything revolutionary. It was sort of going by the by the book, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um. I really think that this movie deserved a theatrical, proper theatrical run, like where not just like a week in theaters before drop on Netflix, because it would have made money. And I think the stars, they had a good cast, and I think it was well executed. Like if you were looking at this movie from a technical execution standpoint, I think it was very well done. And some no, of the no. cheesy parts, we I just like was like, oh, that's to be no the production, the, the production good, was, yeah. yeah. Would honestly, the way that you're talking about it, I think. I think it's, and this is what we said originally, was stay home for it. Because I don't think it was worth going to the theater for it. I thought it, this is something that is a Netflix movie. It's something to stay home and watch. Yeah. Um, it's, it wasn't, it, I, like, it wasn't, it wasn't Top Gun. Top Gun was worth going to the theater for. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'll say this, the, the, the drone shots for always jarring i'm like a drone shot is good when it it's not make meant sense. to look like a drone shot yeah. but like i kept thinking used... it was a ghost point of view like attacking somebody that's what it felt we were like. waiting it for was the supernatural distracting <laughs> it was distracting it was it was jarring and distracting and i i mean i have a pretty big tv i can only imagine if you watch that and shot in theater and every it just comes out of nowhere too because they mm -hmm. use that as like a transition to a new locale somewhere else in the world some new exotic city yeah yeah but Anyway, I mean, I just thought the movie was, I mean, 
a lot of the, the the if you look at the Rotten Tomato score, it's much lower for critics, and then the audience score is way higher. So it seems like people are enjoying it. Um, and I, I guess I landed more on the audience side than the the critic side of the score. So. You're allowed to, but you know that that was that was our uh, you know straight out of the theater. You know, well, well Andrew, Andrew and I just wanted to come at it from from a writing perspective. You know, we just we really wanted to dig deep into the script. Yeah, we're 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 intellectual critics. Yes, we we're we're not. Uh... <laughs> oh, we we're got not a... what you would say a general audience. <laughs> OK, anyway. comment two of the week from Eater Digest. The last trailer showed way too much. I was so into the first trailers that gave you a little glimpse and all you had to fill in the gaps. And you had to fill in the gaps, sorry. The new trailer just pretty much gives away the plot. Yeah. Um, you know, not like having seen it, there, there's not much to give away. Um, they sort of hinted that it was actually about aliens, which was not in the first trailer. Well, that's not true. They That's very hinted at in the first trailer. I didn't get it. I watched the first trailer a lot, and I was like, I don't know what this is. Like the whole looking up thing? Yeah. I, uh, that, it could be flying monsters. You know, it could, point, be, could, it could be dragonflies. Uh, you know, I will or, say... Or really bad weather. This is very true. I, I will say trailers are the worst, and they tend to give away a lot of things. The yeah. first trailer is usually good. The second trailer, you know, definitely gives a little more in the plot, and then the third just usually ruins it. It almost always ruins it. And if I try, I, I try to avoid any if I can. There, we honestly, there's there's a lot that needs to change with regard to trailers. I don't think this is a unique case. Because yeah, yeah. you generally know what mo what the whole movie is for any trailer. Um, although I did see one for Oppenheimer, and it's like if you know your history, you know some of it. But like, yeah, I, that just I was like enticed. And so that's one of the, maybe. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I was gonna say that's sorry. I, I feel compelled because that was at Comic Con, and that's some some reason I did not. Oh, I gotta watch that trailer. Son of a yeah, it's very short. It's mm -hmm. super short, and the, honestly, trailers should be. They should be teaser enticing trailers. You. Yeah, they yeah, should teasers. be enticed. They should tease you. They shouldn't. They should, you should be, you know, excited by curiosity. You should be oh, yeah. so curious when you see a trailer. Yeah, I. I mean, at least it's not back in like the fifties. The fifties, they would just they would just genuinely give away the entire plot, beginning, middle, end. And they'd be like, if you like this, wait till you see them do Wait till we fill in all the other details. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I've, I certainly think there's been worse, right? Like, I, I think, okay, so, here's the thing. I have not seen the movie, so I don't know how much they truly gave away. But from what I'm hoping is everything I saw in the trailer was, because the movie is not, this is, Jordan Peele doesn't make movies that are just surface level content. There's more to it behind it, like, you know, no. if you're watching them, right? Like, so I would, my argument we'll would be, it, but there's probably if, uh, more to the story than what we got in the trailer, even though we saw a flying saucer. Am I in the right track? You know what? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, you know, um, I hate to spoil this for you, but that's, that's not the case in this movie. Oh, okay. I, I will say 
and I'm we're definitely going to talk a lot about this um, yeah. when we're getting into the segment. But expectations just kind of screw you over when you're watching this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. And we'll elaborate more on that when we, we get okay. into the segment. That's all right. Say. Last comment of the week. Last comment of the week. Give it to us. There he is. Comment from Snap. Thank you for posting such a tasteful piece on a great actor. You know what? You're welcome. Thanks for saying that because we put a lot of work into that and we, we care about doing tasteful tributes yeah. to people who and, had great And for careers. those listening to the podcast, we're talking about the Ray Liotta tribute that we did. Yeah. Yeah. One of our better one of our better tributes. We've done that's yeah. That one's I think, hmm. I think that's one where we all had like a hand in it. Usually it's like it might be most of us or it's like very few. I think we all uh pitched in a little bit for that video. So I didn't. But I you wasn't were, working. Well, yeah. you weren't here yet. I wasn't here. Right. Well, I just didn't want you to lie to the. I, I didn't want you to lie to the audience. Honesty know. is our priority here, over <laughs> everything. And uh, no, but we appreciate you um, a commenting, b appreciating what we do, and c being part of our movie fan community. Uh, yes. With that, why don't we take a take a look at uh, quick kits? But before we do. Be sure to like and subscribe and join us on all the platforms. We're on all the platforms. If you've uh-huh. heard of it, we're probably there. So follow us, like us, be our friend, inter- engage with us. We'd love to be engaged. So uh, with that, let's go to some quick hits. Hey, all you cool cats out there. And now it's time for some quick hits. Let's see what went down this week. Jennifer is back. The world collectively rejoiced after we found out that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck secretly tied the knot in Las Vegas. Did you celebrate Jennifer's nuptials? Let us know in the comments below. Hanna-Barbera Studios Europe is rebooting classic Cartoon Network series The Powerpuff Girls and Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends with creator, producer, and director Craig McCracken attached to both projects. Were you a fan of any of these shows? Let us know in the comments below. Sony announced this week that they're delaying the release of their upcoming Spider-Verse movie, Madam Web. The release date has been moved back three months to October 6, 2023. The film is set to star Dakota Johnson, Sidney Sweeney, Emma Roberts, Mike Epps, and Adam Scott. Hollywood watched on with bated breath this week as Netflix announced its second quarter results, reporting a loss of 970,000 subscribers. This was seen as a sigh of relief by Wall Street after the company had projected a loss of 2 million subscribers for the quarter. On the plus side, the streamer reported a 9% growth in revenue in 7.9 billion and still boasts 220.7 million subscribers worldwide. Vince McMahon has retired as CEO and chairman of the WWE. Facing a sexual misconduct probe from the company's board, McMahon announced that his daughter, Stephanie, will be the new chairwoman and serve as co-CEO alongside WWE President Nick Khan. This weekend marks the return of San Diego Comic-Con proper after two years, and they're back with a bang, featuring panels from all the usual suspects, including Marvel and DC. Will Henry Cavill be returning as Superman? Will Marvel show off the Wakanda Forever trailer? Who knows? What are you most excited about? Let us know in the comments below. 
Those are the quick hits for this week, but remember to join us for live episodes of Oh So Curious every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. We talk movies, TV, streaming, music, and existential philosophies of life. So join us. We look forward to having you as part of our movie and TV series fan community. Take care now. Okay, so, you know, we've... uh... We're sort of experiencing a little bit of Marvel fatigue. Phase 4 took us through a lot of twists and turns, and honestly, like, MCU's kind of in a weird spot right now. So, let's let's talk about it, because there's a number of factors here that contributed to what we could say is maybe the beginning of the decay of the MCU. Is that is that too much? Is that uh, harsh? Rolling your head tilted a little bit. Uh, I don't know if decay is the more sour. I think that's probably the the better thing. Okay. Um, but I do completely understand and somewhat agree with what you're saying, Andrew. I I hate to say it. Oh man. But uh, yeah. There's a total fatigue. There's, you know, we're seeing all these new titles, but it's just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Like, there's no real excitement, like you guys are saying. It's just kind of like a fact of the matter. And it's almost just kind of disheartening because you're like, oh, wow, these comics were like a big arc and it took years and they're just going to do one movie off of it. And it'll come and pass, honestly. Yeah. What? So, I mean, let's first talk about, like, there's sort of a Disney Plus problem here right mm-hmm. we're we're kind of oversaturated we've we we're getting a lot of content it's you know what's what is the problem with it being on disney plus right now is it too accessible is it is it just disney taking over the brand why why is that sort of changing the direction of what we're familiar with with the mcu because it's I mean, changed I'll... flavors a bit yeah. I'll I'll take that one real quick here. It's uh I'll okay, let me just point this out. So we have talked about earlier in the show if you're and if you if you haven't seen the full show and if you're just checking this video out on its own, do go back and watch our open mic segment. But basically what we talked about and if you been following San Diego Comic Con, there's four phase four is what we are with right now, then there's phase five and six is where we are headed. The problem that I think or the example that perfectly illustrates the Disney Plus problem is this. Half of their projects now are Disney Plus. So like they literally for every almost every movie they're putting out, they're putting out a Disney Plus show. Not only that, but phases one, two, three used to take like four, three or four years to go through. Now I think phase four is going to take probably two or three years, but phase five is going to take a year and a half, if that. And then phase six is meant to be like two years. So they're going through content so quickly. It's almost like, so by the time we got to phase two, Iron Man's trilogy was done. And by the time we got to phase three, Captain America's trilogy was done. Right now, like, what is it? Uh, Give me a character. Shang-Chi is not going to have more than one movie by the time we get through, like, phase five. And then maybe he gets a sequel by the time we get to phase six. It's like we're getting a lot more characters, but because they're just throwing everything at you all at once there's not yeah. enough time to sit with each one you know and like everybody knew spider-man spider-man was always a very popular character one of the best-selling comic books i think of all time um and a character whose movies always did well no matter who was playing him um 
now we're getting into this age of really obscure, like you have to go deep into Marvel uh, mythology to know who these people are. It's the, we've we've turned everybody sort of into a comic book nerd, comic book expert to say like, yeah, everything's interrelated. We know all of these characters. This is how they're related. And now we've got a lot of content and it's coming at us pretty fast. Is it too much? Is it too fast? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Why? Because it's it's not getting it's not giving anybody any time to sit with anything, any character or, or like, you know, it's like with the other ones with the slow progress and you had time to be excited to wait for a new one. You're like the anticipation was because it, it could take a while because it wasn't it wasn't like, oh, well, you know, we just finished um, like miss marvel but now we have this other one like right away that we can just watch immediately before it was just yeah. like you had to wait in between each thing and it was a really nice slow build up and you'd have to sit with it talk about it with people maybe do some research on it get more and i think it. we got we got to form a relationship with the characters yeah you know we got it didn't matter which spider-man uh, trilogy there are only two of the second one but which Spider-Man series you were watching. You were attached to Peter Parker, no matter who was playing him. Right. And the, the space in between those, he wasn't appearing in other movies doing other right. stuff. It was, hey, I wonder what Peter Parker's been up to. And then right. you'd see the next movie. And there was enough time in between each for you to fill mm -hmm. in the gaps and appreciate the time. And there was time that had elapsed in the movies themselves. Right. And every character now is just a pawn for the next big thing. I mean, we've already said this before, but it's sure. just like it's the, you're not meant to really care about them long term. It's just like this is just a stepping stone to get you closer to. The, I mean, there is no end goal. I don't see them wanting to have an end goal. It's just like this. I not even an idea, but like an imaginary end goal, because it's like that's what we're all waiting for. Right. It's like a build up to something that they don't and really I, want to happen. They don't want yeah. to end it. I, I thought Endgame was the That's end what game. everybody did. It's and like... Yeah, it kept going. We're in overtime now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what they should call it, not phase five. It's overtime. Overtime. <laughs> Dan, we lost you. We can't yep. hear your sound. Sorry, I muted myself. I was just going to say, can you imagine um, this Kevin Feige just like, there should be a meme somewhere. Like, like, just seems celebrated. Like, holy crap! Can you believe it? We made it this far. This is just gravy from here, baby. Like, we're just—it's nuts—and do whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm sure he's yeah. not doing that. But I mean, it's sometimes could fe it feels like that sometimes. Yeah. I think there, I think there's a plan. I don't know. I mean, I, I know we're trying to get into the whole multiverse thing. I mean, that's what we're seeing a lot with Phase Four. They keep bringing that up as as much as they can. Um, and I know they're trying to bring Kang into it. I'm just, I, I don't know where they're going because they're also in the lineup. They have a lot of uh, interesting storylines that they're just kind of making, it seems like passable movies. So I, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know where this is going. I don't well, know. Well, it's, it's hard too, because it's, it's like, I saga. think <laughs> yeah. they're, their original plan was slowly introducing all these characters to lead up to um, Infinity Wars and Endgame because that was a huge deal. And so they, there was, they, they there was a, a reason. 
Right. There was a reason for all of the for right. all of these superheroes to be in the same movie. There's an infinity war. We need all the help we can right. get. Right. And now they were it's just hinting to it. Passing by. They were hinting to everything and now it's like each movie is hinting to its own potential thing that's coming in the future, but it's not really tying together completely. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm wrong and I'm not seeing it, but it just That's a really good point. Way. Because, like, for example, I mean, you, you know, Doctor Strange's post-credit scene is sort of hinting at whatever's going to go happen next with his character. And the other thing is this: it's not just the fact that they're hinting at their own, like, whatever's coming, with whatever's going to happen next with that character. Because the first Doctor Strange movie hinted at some kind of uh, conflict with Mordo, which was never delivered upon. But like in the past, I think Marvel's post-credit scenes have evolved from hinting at what's going on in the overall universe and coming up next. Like for example, what was it? I think it was, was it Black Panther? No, it wasn't Black Panther. It was, I think Civil War. It was one of those, uh, or the Winter Soldier or Guardians of the Galaxy. It might've been one of those movies where the post-credit scene was Sam Wilson and Cap like coming together and saying, all right, we're gonna go find the Winter Soldier. Like there was that little scene and then, you know, the civil war was all about doing that. Like, and then right. there was a scene and, but like it, it went from those kind of scenes, which directly tied into what was coming next. And it didn't have to be like a direct sequel to the movie you just watched to mm -hmm. now they're hinting at what maybe something that will happen or not happen with that character or overall in the MCU. Like for all I know, the Eternals post credit scenes where we see Harry Styles come in as whatever character, the Thanos's brother, I don't know what his name yeah. is. I don't know if we're ever going to get a payoff to that post-credit scene. Like, and I feel right. like now people Definitely. are starting to feel that more and more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's almost like every, every Marvel post-credit scene or every Marvel movie show is, is the market research for the next thing. Mm -hmm. You know, and they see how things right. test. And that's really, maybe that's the, the issue here is that everything sort of feels, rather than being market tested and given to us, now they're skipping through that entirely and they're just saying, let's see how this tests if we put it out in the market right away without asking people what they care about or what they're right. interested in. And it's and so, hard. Go ahead. <laughs> well, that's, that's why, you know, it's, there's no they've sort of lost sight of their brand because it used mm -hmm. to be characters you love, stories you want, you know, and heroes you want to root for. And right. now it's just, well, let's find something else that they might like. Maybe here's right, a... Right, right, right. It had and, an end goal. It had, it, there was, there was a reason behind everything. And now it's the end goal is, there is no end goal. They don't want an end goal. It's like a soap yeah, opera. It should it's never just, end. They want it to go forever. Yeah. They'll bring back maybe it, some dead characters it is oh like a soap opera is it is absolutely like, like a soap yeah. opera that's yeah, yeah, yeah. hilarious we're in season 15 of all my heroes <laughs> i love that that's so good the, the days of our super lives yeah <laughs> oh my yes um, um is so with that have we lost sight of the like of particular heroes that like were either blockbusters or like heavy hitters are we missing the the gravitas of certain characters certain heroes i think so um, yeah. <laughs> i was just okay i was just gonna make uh, and i'll keep this quick but basically uh, my biggest concern is and this is something kevin feige should have done a better job with because he's on all other fronts has done a fantastic job obviously 30 movies in these are still making billions of dollars but yeah Captain America and Iron Man, and or in the order, Iron Man and Captain America, 
were the two cornerstones of this movie franchise. Yep. And there really hasn't been anybody else since who has taken up that mantle. And maybe T'Challa as Black Panther was going to be that. And obviously, unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman passed away. And then they made the decision not to recast a character, but rather just write him off. Um, and we saw the trailer now. I mean, you know, it looks like they're going to move on. But they haven't really found somebody else who's... Like, you can look at the first Iron Man movie that started the whole thing, take it all the way to Endgame, and it starts with Iron Man saying, literally, I'm Iron Man, to him literally saying, I'm Iron Man. And even the movies that he is not in, there's he's connected somehow, narratively, by mentioning like, him, yeah, like what he's doing. Showing has his technology. Exactly. I mean, and even Captain America, it was like sort of like Captain America and Iron Man were two sides of uh, of, yeah. of the coin. And every time you flip the coin, the MCU just revolved around like the dynamic yeah. between those two characters. And since Endgame, I feel like, you know, both of those characters exiting, we, we sort of are missing, missing those not only leaders on screen and characters that people can latch on to, but in a, in a new era when you're going beyond and introducing all these new characters, I feel like now we only have like four left to lead. Like he's the only OG that makes you feel like at home in the MCU, but everybody else is like and it's new ground. I was, I was going to say like Thor could be an option, but they keep just making him like the a comic joke. relief. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah. it, it's, 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 it's for entertainment purposes it can be funny but it's like why doesn't he get any more character development he's just kind of around just to laugh at and that's it like and i love thor he, he can be funny and have character development yeah. give him something give him something yeah. to do yeah I well i mean in addition to the idea that they're just sort of testing us to see like will this character work will this character work we had that john krasinski um cameo yeah in uh what is it multiverse of madness and yeah. it's this is this has sort of become the strategy it's like maybe if we get this actor here for two seconds we'll we'll get some internet buzz and maybe that'll generate some buzz and excitement for the next project it's everything seems to just be a little trick for marketing trying to get us to talk about it and here we are talking about it thank you <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there is an over-reliance on cameos. And that was one of the things that you loved about the MCU back in the day. Like, they always put the story and the characters first. And and then they let each character kind of breathe. And you can, it felt like the the people watching and investing their time and, and money into this franchise were being rewarded by, you know, living in the world that the characters live in. Nowadays, yeah. it feels like they just need to put pieces on the board and this is a game of chess and and yep. right now we're in a phase where kevin feige is just like miss marvel moon knight blade oh daredevil came back boom like you know and then oh secret invasion armor wars like and and then like the pieces will begin moving but it feels like a very it's it's lacking that heart it's lacking that yeah well how much could it, yeah. how much could these actors care you know I, robert downey jr he was committed People, like, he was in it for the long haul. He was that, he was Iron Man. That was great. When you're John Krasinski and you show up for three minutes in an alternate universe playing uh, Reed Richards, and it's, you know, I'm just here to be Reed Richards real fast. All right, thanks, bye. And we don't know if we'll ever see him again. It was a short day of filming for him, and he's gone. How much could he really be... Um, 
invested in this. My, yeah. I'll, I'll just I'll just sum up my feeling about like those cameos and lean heavily leaning it even like the entirety of that uh, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home was nostalgia. But I just think if you think back to that Jeff Goldblum line, what's his name in the, in the Jurassic Park movies? Doctor something. Ian Malcolm. Yeah. Ian Malcolm. Like, you know, we were so wrapped up in, in what we could do. We just forgot to ask the question. <laughs> well, what is the line? Yeah. Like, I forget. Yeah. The... Yeah, I know what you're so, talking about. Yeah. Like, so concerned with uh, whether or not you could, you didn't stop to think if you should. Exactly. Like I feel like that's yeah. the question the MCU needs to be asking in him themselves and Kevin Feige needs to be asking like himself and the Marvel Parliament of writers that he's got now in the writer's room. Because it's not that even if you did a great job it's not it's not whether you know you could it's whether maybe you should have. yeah it's that i just i just that's yeah, a good way that's to a good summarize point. it that is that such a, a good point beautifully yeah. beautifully said yeah on that note what do you think have we got, have we reached the phase of marvel critique fatigue have we reached marvel fatigue are we just in overtime has it gotten old let us know what you think in the comments subscribe like engage we we can pontificate all day but really it means nothing if we don't hear from you guys so get involved and join our movie fan community in the meantime we just we just saw nope and uh we we had some things to talk about i want to hear what roland had to say about it so uh can we waiting for this <laughs> can we see what roland had to say about nope Roll we, we could but before we do, I just, Roland, could you just kind of walk us through your process? Because it was, <laughs> you had oh. quite the, you had quite the, what would you call it? Like ordeal, putting this whole thing together. I, yeah, I was texting you guys about this and I was like, this looks terrible. <laughs> I, I had just got done working a 70 hour work week. You know how it goes. And sure, I was sure. like, hey, you know, text my friends. I was like, can you guys help me with this video? I have like some really cool ideas. And they were like, oh. No, nope. And I was like, yeah, that's the movie. And I was like, can you help? And they're like, no. Nope. And so I pretty much just filmed this all by myself with a little bit of help with my girlfriend. Shout out to her. And this is what you guys get. I'm so. Nope is a 2022 horror film by Jordan Peele. It centers around two siblings as they try to get some footage of a UFO after their father mysteriously dies from falling random objects. Hear that? But was this the movie good? good? It was alright. You know what I mean? Like it was fine. I think the big problem was there's this expectation that the movie's gonna really scare you. You know, there's this expectation that it's gonna flip the script and revive the genre. You know, it's this expectation that it's gonna have all these insane details that you would never thought of. And the expectation is what kills the viewing experience. Gosh, this child bike hurts so much. We're in this somewhat new era of horror called post-horror where the directors and the audience all share a common trait, which is we all know the rules. Excuse me. And I mean, 
Peel, Peel knows what's been done, all right? And he's actually put his own spin on it. He's created this whole terrifying Lovecraftian thing out of the whole UFO or UAP thing. I mean, it, it was really, truly horrifying what they did and, and what you couldn't see of it. it. It was really well done. And there was even this, like, fantastic, terrifyingly... Um, scene about the stereotype of like the little gray man it was it was really good but i don't know for some reason other than that it just wasn't hitting something wasn't there the movie just wasn't enough i don't know and, and steven yoon's character which i loved i didn't know if they were doing too much or not enough with it his backstory just, it added nothing. It added nothing to the story, so I didn't know what they were doing with it. Maybe it was adding to like the theme of don't film nature. I don't know. All I know is when I first found out the title, I was super ecstatic. And when I watched the trailer, I was super hyped. When I got out of the theater, I was okay. movie. I want to make that very clear. There was definitely some positives. Uh, Kulia's character was... It's been a while since we've seen a strong style Western type, you know? And he's cool. Like, it, it made sense. It was realistic. And I love the sibling relationship between him and Kiki Palmer. Like, they both have, like, very different personalities. But, like, it was cool. It made sense. And I'm glad we're getting to a point where filmmakers aren't just saying, Hey, bro! Hey, sis! Like, you can just show them being siblings. And it's not like some crazy ordeal. So, and it's good. Um, Sibs, do you have anything you want to add? I can't tell if he's like nodding or if he's like grooving or if he's doing like that. Uh, anyways, uh, if you guys like this non-spoiler review, like, do all that basic stuff, all that fun, um, and we will be doing a spoiler review on the table. Okay, I'm gonna take a quick poll here. You saw Nope. What do you think? Yep or Nope? I'll go first. I'm gonna go ahead and say Nope. Um, can I be in the middle? If you can find a word, a sure. Meow, a Nyaup. A Nyaup. I'm a Nyaup. Okay. I think, I don't know. I, I think I might have to watch this movie again. Because yeah, that's how I feel too. Really? I think walking out of the theater, I think we all kind of felt this like disappointment because uh, Jordan Peele has just been, I hate to say overrated, but he's just, he's gotten this huge hype that he doesn't even want. And it just, it adds so much stress and like adds so much stress to like the movie watching that you feel like you have to find you know, three levels of inner story and well, know, you know, it's it's not that I felt like I had to, and I I'll be honest, I haven't I haven't been enamored with his work generally, but I was expecting more depth, um, just because he set a precedent of having more depth. Yeah. What I will say, because I don't want to I don't want to just you know, you know, uh, crap on it, but I think I think sure you do. 
I would love to, <laughs> but I, but, but I want to, I want to, you know, give the film some credit. The acting was actually really good. The performances yeah. were really good. There, there weren't stakes or situations where I was like, this requires brilliant acting, but just the casual brother sister relationship was very real. I liked mm -hmm. that the cinematography and the shots and the overall look, he always gets that right. He's, yeah. Those are beautifully, it's beautifully done movies, all of them. Um, and this is no different. The CGI was good. It was creative, um, except for the monkey. That was not mm. very oh, good. Oh, yeah, the mm -hmm. monkey was, yeah. like, very... Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and... Uh, that, it's a that, chimp, by the way, sorry. It's a okay, but those totally are... Different. Those oh, are no, <laughs> chimps are monkeys. Chimps are apes. Sorry, I think monkeys right. have tails. That's I right. I had a yeah. conversation about this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not get into the monkey debate okay. just yet. <laughs> but um, that's those are the things. Those are the good things I have to say about this. Um, and I didn't expect the ending. Have by the way, we got a spoiler-free review. Would it be safe to say that from here on out we can uh, yeah, we can have it. some spoilers? Let's do it. Yeah, go for it. Let's let people know, Dan. This is a spoiler-full review of Nope. Okay, so it's about aliens. Yes. Particularly about one alien. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And, okay, that was different. It's not a UFO, necessarily. Yeah. Um, but... It's an organic. It's alien. an or... Yeah. It's, it's a space predator. A sp mm -hmm. That looks to us a like spreader. a UFO. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Was that was that the um, well, was that shock easy. worth you know the whole you know basically redoing every alien movie ever? Was that that's the only real point of this that I could get? Is that this was different? Here's the here's the new different thing. It's actually not a UFO. That is the alien. Yeah. Dan just messaged aliens would be organic. Yes, sorry to clarify. It's it's a, it's what they believe is a UFO which would be an inorganic object created yeah. by aliens and you find out the entire the entire ship itself is not a ship, it's an organic being. Being. Yes. By the way, the whole ship thing once they like it sucked all those people out that was scary and oh that was disturbing as hell i mean just to yeah. see them like go through that tube yeah was genuinely freaky yes and i don't know how true it would be but to hear every time the the ufo mm -hmm. lack of a better word to like comes near them you still hear the screams yeah. of the boxes that are stuck in there yeah that, that was awful that yeah. got me and i thought it was it was really interesting that you you still think it's like an actual ufo ship and there are aliens inside when they get sucked in because some of the imagery is you see this what looks like a, a long like um square tube that yeah. looks like it would be a conveyor belt it reminded me of under the skin i don't know if anybody here has seen that yeah I know what about. yeah like just the strange imagery that you know there's some these people are being sent to this strange realm or something you don't know what's happening and then you find out it's just it's like intestines and that because at the end when it changes shape that's it's a square it just happens to be a square shape it's not it's yeah. not man-made or anything or alien-made whatever yeah <laughs> um 
there's this whole subplot that I couldn't figure out the relevance of at all. Yeah, really. With the um, with this the chimp. With the chimp. I have and, a theory behind it, but go ahead. And you yeah. know, he tries to write it into history. I don't know how many people googled the SNL skit. Um, yeah, that, that he was weird. describing. Um, I don't think it exists. Can we check? I don't think so. But, uh, me, yeah. yeah. Chris but it's um that the, I don't I didn't understand how that motivated this character or what the relationship was to any other part of the movie. Um, I was thinking maybe the reason this chimp went nuts was because it was being controlled by aliens or something. Yeah. Um, I think that is a real video. Is there really? Well, it's there... he's playing uh, an an ape, but yes. I don't know if it's. I think it, it is a real video. It's Mr. Peepers and Papa Peepers. I don't know. Okay, I don't know if that's the one they're referencing, but it's Chris Kattan playing yeah. a monkey, or, yeah. or or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I go ahead, but I do have a theory behind. Go ahead. Well, all I've there's sort of this motif of animal training and it's like all right well i'm an i'm a horse trainer and so i know how to deal with these animals on set properly and then this monkey was possibly not dealt with properly and it went nuts and now we have this unidentified object and that maybe i'm just getting it now is uh you know you have to communicate with it the way that you would properly communicate with any life form is that mm-hmm. is that the message here? Well, so like, oh, did you want to say it, Roland, first? Uh, no, you can do it. So um, what I was going to say is it's it's also like a message of people. Um, uh, what, what's the word? When, uh, when you're gaining revenue from like a tragedy or something like because, you know, he, the, the kid who. Oh, the, yeah. The guy who w- witnessed the monkey or the uh, the chimp killing everybody. Um, you know, he he was making a profit off of it. He had He's being all opportunistic. The, yeah, and it's and then here he is Boiding. doing it with the yeah, and, and then he's doing it with the UFO as well. And I think it also like my I feel like you know he witnessed this horrible thing. Everybody on set was murdered by this chimp. He's the only one who survives. The chimp go like sees him, goes up to him, is about to fist pump him. Yeah, and so I think like maybe he subconsciously had this idea in his mind that he was special and that he was like untouchable and he could in a sense he could tame a wild beast maybe but the way the film treats him doesn't there's there's no consistency about like that character and why he does anything it was such a they, they did that with the cinematographer as well. I did. We did not see enough of his personality. It would be great if they'd introduced yeah. him earlier in the film and you got to see his story arc and why he just decided to get sucked up by it and then almost gets Angel killed in the process. Yeah. Like, that was so stupid. Yeah. I, they, they also, they, they wrote off any possibility of like a romantic subplot by making them brother and sister and making her a lesbian and being like, no, no none of that's happening here. There was, it was pure alien focus. And I didn't all, mind that. I don't mind it. I'm just saying it was a, it was a very one track movie for me, you know? Yeah. And again, for Jordan Peele, I was expecting just more going on. And 
at the well, end of the day, I just felt like this was a lot of time to spend on one idea. Well, there is a theory, and this this is not my theory. I want to make that very clear. Uh, where the movie is about voyeurism, it's it's about the relationship between uh, a creator and uh, the audience, mm-hmm. and the aliens in the or the alien in the movie is referred to as like the viewers by uh, Jupe. And it's kind of about like how you can't keep your eye on the audience. You have to like, you have to focus on your own track, do your own thing. Because if you're, if you keep your eye on the audience and, you know, looking at them straight on, then you're going to get sucked in or something. There, there, there are some artists out there. I don't so know. bloated. I mean, I'm not saying that what you're saying is wrong. It's just like, if that's what he's going for, because I just remembered how yeah. I thought that that was very silly that you find out it only attacks you if you're looking at it. And I just thought, how can it tell at every time if you're looking at it or not? A lot of those horses it sucked up. I'm pretty sure like they the were plastic horse in the opposite. was probably not looking at it. Right. That's a good point. That is yeah. a really good point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's the thing. I walked out and I thought, I don't know what I watched. I don't know what the point was. I don't understand why I spent so much time on, like, it's up there. That, that was pretty much it. Yeah. And I mean, it was two and a half hours of it's up there. Two hours. It's weird that. I guess because I didn't really, I only saw Get Out and I didn't, I wasn't, maybe because I already, the plot was spoiled to me because I watched CinemaSense before I saw the actual movie. So I knew like everything about the movie and I was like, oh, well, and I watched, yeah. I wasn't really blown away by it. I can see why everyone loves it. And it, it is like a groundbreaking film and everything. It just, I wasn't blown away by it. I didn't see Us. Um, I'd like to. Us was um, my favorite of the three. I... Okay, yeah, I I will check it out. But see, so I'm not really coming into this as like a huge Jordan Peele fan, so I didn't have any expectations and, or any anticipation for this movie. And so for that, I felt like I kind of enjoyed it because of that, because I could just enjoy that it was a more simple film. It felt yeah. like a lengthy version of one of the um, Love, Death, and Robots like that, concepts. Yeah. Oh, that's a good call. That, yeah, yeah, that's a good analogy. Um, so like for that i liked it yeah. go ahead Roland. i went in it with the total opposite thing i had a lot of expectations and i i screwed myself over and i stayed in the video too but um i think the whole thing was like the trailer i guess and this andrew's been saying this like it was too vague you know yeah. we didn't know all the details so i'm filling in my version of the mm-hmm. gaps and so i'm expecting those gaps to correlate together and it didn't and i and i think i was like disappointed i guess a little bit i was like oh they could have done this mm-hmm. like i was taking control of the movie mm-hmm. kind of like what the movie is saying you know mm-hmm. i kind of admire jordan peele for that though is that he was willing to take such a big risk on i'm sure he knows that this will disappoint a lot of people with where yeah. he went with it and i admire that like what you're saying the theory is is that like don't look to the audience just focus on what you're doing i feel like i mean he is basically doing that like yeah this is gonna piss people off i don't care what i just wanted to make a simple alien monster movie that wasn't really a horror but you know had some creepy shit stuff andrew what do you think (laughs) you know 
I I think once you you create a persona for yourself as you know being this epic horror guy, whether or not you buy into that is your own opinion. But if you've developed this reputation, you owe it to people to you know if they're gonna go to the theater and spend money on and their time on something like make it worth their worth their while. I think the biggest crime of any entertainer is to waste people's time and not entertain. And you know that's that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much what I felt at the end of this movie. I was like that was I didn't want to spend my time or money on this. Um, I did just as a little comparative literature thing. I decided to watch M Night Shyamalan's movie Old, which got totally ignored because it came out right before 2020, uh-huh. and it it was on uh, HBO. And I decided to watch it. And the um, the acting isn't fantastic, but the premise is really good. The execution is really cool, and I was captivated. And like it, it was a movie that was worth being a movie because there's a conceit where like time's moving fast, and you need to be able to visualize that. And it was mm-hmm. everything that I don't know. He, I feel like. He gets a he gets a bad rap, and I think as of today, I'm going to declare myself an M Night Shyamalan fan. Wow, I like his stuff. I like him more than Jordan Peele. Okay, I I mean this is very early in Jordan Peele's horror career. I know he doesn't like the whole like, oh he's the greatest horror director of all time. He's actively tried to get away from that, and people like will come up with cool fan theories, and he's like nope. Uh, I just thought that'd be kind of a creepy thing. There's no like real meaning. So I don't know. I think I'll have to, I'll have to see when his next one comes out in a few years. Well, and, do you think yeah. this was an intentional push to move away from that space? Like he doesn't, he's intentionally I mean, trying to get uh, well, like out of that. That's the thing. He's redefined himself so many times. He was a cast member on Mad TV. Then he was like the star of Key and Peele. And then he said, I'm not doing comedy anymore. I'm going to be serious social commentary horror guy. And now with this, no social commentary, really. And not that much horror. Is he just going to go into making films? You know? And that would be fine. The guy's, he's, he can direct well. He can tell a story well. He can, yeah. you know, the production on everything he's ever touched has been fantastic. I don't think he's the scariest person. Um, let's see what he does with regular stories, with just trying to tell a nice story. You know, if this is the end of the Jordan Peele horror saga, then maybe, uh, you know, we can just be excited for what he transforms into next. In the meantime, tell us what you think. Be our friend on social media. We're on all the social media. Media, it's plural already. Did you know that? Well, thanks for subscribing, for watching, and all that other stuff. We're about to go into a review of this week's episode of For All Mankind. Stay with us. Oh, we're just going to go straight into it. Sorry. I know. uh... The visual is going to change, and everyone's yeah, gonna oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Whoa, Sorry, I'm, I'm going to come on camera, part of the show, and and we're going to let Katriana and Roland take a break, 
Yeah, not okay. me though. I'm stuck here. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's uh, unfortunately true. For all mankind, this this was season three, episode seven, and uh, Dan, you watched it, so why don't you just sort of take it away and let us let us know what you think, how things are shaping up, what's new in this series this week. Yeah, um, I love to say this is one thing that I love about the show. Um, honestly, this is a very measured show like after last episode i think we had that conversation and i was talking about how there's a simmering pot here that's about to you know explode and there's all kinds of things that are you know all kinds of storylines that are on the precipice of some kind of major confrontation or reveal or or some kind of you know major plot point is about to go down however going in going to this episode obviously i was excited about all those things potentially happening the, the, the show just it didn't give me that but what it did give me was very exciting nonetheless because again it's like it this show reminds you every time you start to think this is gonna they're gonna get away from the from the re, the, the how they ground the show then how, how they make it look and feel so real the surrealism yeah. of the show like reminds you okay yes you know and in, in a different kind of show yes maybe there will be a fight between danny stevens and ed baldwin and they would you know fist to cuffs it out but and for all mankind, there is a little more. They're grounded by saying, "Okay, maybe eventually they will get there, but it's not going to happen overnight." Like there's a natural progression of events. And I think when I while I went into this episode thinking, "Boom, boom, boom," there's going to be all kinds of like things we're going to be hit with. The episode was very measured, and now I'm starting to realize they're probably building towards a lot of those payoffs, but gotcha. that's probably still a few episodes away, and probably the season finale, and it's not going to be like they're going to just take all of that out and then because i guess like what would how what many else would there how be many episodes do they usually so, have in a season i think it's like 10 or 13 i ten, think okay this so season's there's still also ways to 10. go here yeah this season um let's see let me just very quickly take a look so this was episode uh seven and there uh, there's 10 episodes this season so there's still got a few more to go so this feels like they're coming toward the end of act two if this was one long movie and now we're heading towards yeah. act three yeah so what is this whole situation with Danny Stevens? Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you asked because honestly, here's the thing. Danny Stevens, as, as you may or may not know, is the son of Gordo Stevens, who was this legendary NASA astronaut. He gave his life, um, sacrificed himself and his and his uh, wife, Danny Stevens' mo mother, also on the moon, trying to save a bunch of astronauts when there was a nuclear meltdown happening on their Jamestown base. So okay. there's a lot riding. I mean, this guy has a lot of weight and, and a big shadow to, 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 to that he walks with all the time. Sure. He is a bit of a uh, he's become a bit of a drug addict. Like um, he's he he's taking all kinds of pills, whatever he can get his hands on, um, you know, all kinds of opioids. And he's gone to a point now where he's literally in this episode become unhinged. And I just last episode hinted at like a confrontation between him and Ed Baldwin, which the wrinkle here is at one point, 10 years ago in the show's timeline, Danny Stevens slept with Ed Baldwin's wife, who you can imagine there's quite a bit of an age gap but you know like she's a she's a she's she's pretty good looking and you know like even i guess 10 years ago she would have been old come relatively speaking but anyway there was a bit of an affair and ed, ed never found out who she slept with but she told him and there's they've separated since but he still danny still resents that um that, that uh basically she said we're done 
we're not doing this anymore. This is a mistake. And now she's sort of inching back towards Ed. And they're hinting in this uh, season that Ed and Karen Baldwin might get back together as, as a couple after being separated for like a decade. And Danny wow. has become like the stalker dude. And in this episode, he finally like cracks. He like stomps on this robot uh, dog. And, and after that, he's confronted by Ed. And Ed just straight up tells him for the real because he's obviously noticing a lot of the behavior because of he's he's got like those the, the, the eyes and he's can't focus. He's, you know, he's not shaving anymore. Like he looks like somebody who's on pills. And he literally screams at him like, hit me, hit me. Like, and, and, you know, he Danny can't get himself to do anything about that. But it all leads into and him where causing is this all, a lot where more is this damage. All happening? Huh? Where is this? All, this is all happening in this space. is on Mars. This on Danny Mars. Stevens and Ed Baldwin are both part of the Helios crew on Mars. Right. So, OK, so while this is going on on Mars, what's happening on Earth? I'm glad you asked because on Earth, a lot of the stories focus on President Ellen Wilson, who beat out a certain guy by the name of Bill Clinton to become the president in 1992. And her husband, who, by the way, the two characters we know or the audience knows, they're both gay and uh, they've just hidden it from the world. And they're officially they're a couple married for 20 years. They even have a daughter now. And mm. now it's finally come, getting to a point where... They're both they're the, they're Republican basically, and the Democrats are uh, have have gotten wind of Ellen's husband like potentially having an affair with with another uh, with a with an aide a White House aide. You know, they're again they're weaving in like elements of reality yeah. in a manner of speaking, and so now they're coming after them, and so they're spending like the president and the first man or or first gentleman. What what would you call call him? First gentleman, I think. First is gentleman. What they were going for. They're, they're spending this entire episode trying to battle this situation because obviously this could become a big scandal and you know she's and they're just past the midterms i believe this is 1995 just about mm -hmm. so you know coming up on election season for re-election um and then by the end of the episode what we see we, we get this big reveal that ellen uh, who had a love interest uh, her name was pam in the last season last couple of seasons she left her because she realized that it was either going to be her or Ellen's career, and she does mm. not know that until her husband in this episode, who I'm forgetting the name of, but he reminds he he comes out in in like a conversation that they're having, and she realizes that the sacrifice that like you know, Pam made for her, and and so by the end of the episode, she's at her door, she she forgoes a charity event and flies out from St Andrews from um, Andrews base, not St Andrews base, to visit Pam. So again, like, you know, what I thought, like this episode where we're going to get like some kind of big press story and all of a sudden this thing was going to blow up. They took the more realistic approach and they again brought in what happened in real life with Bill Clinton back in the 90s. And obviously then, you know, you tie that into the character story that we have with, with Ellen and what she wants from her personal life, as well as obviously their public image. So again, I, I love the show and I love the writing behind the show and how they're treating all these characters. What's so there's probably a lot building at this point. I mean, what's what seeds have they planted for next week? What's what are you excited for? Yeah, so a big part of the episode is they're drilling down for water. The Helios crew and the Soviets are cooperating and they're drilling down into this huge underground aquifer. And they've unfortunately left our, left our NASA folks behind because the NASA folks are not involved with this. So they're just, you know, hanging out, doing a whole lot of nothing and uh, eating their uh, food. That's basically the only scene you get to really see the, all the NASA crew in this episode. They kind of get side, mm -hmm. uh, put to the side. But her da his daughter, Kelly, who's in this picture, by the way, she's the one to the left in the front. 
Kelly is Ed's daughter, and she's on the NASA crew, and Ed is the the commander of the Helios crew. Uh, she's a biologist who's trying to like find microbial life in this underwater samples that they took before they start to drill. However, because of Danny being like absolutely just pill like you know, eat you know, yeah. hurling six <laughs> pills at a time into his mouth. He can't focus on being at the comms, and uh, they ask him to like turn the pressure up so they can keep the drill going down, but he cannot focus, so he turns the comms off, and then the drill basically snaps, and 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 there's a bunch of shrapnel that goes out. It hits Ed. Ed is now injured, and a bunch, a couple other astronauts are injured. So they're running to their habitats to try to recover, and obviously, you know, get surgery or done whatever. But then we see the ground around this aquifer drill site just crack. And now there's this Mars quake happening, and there's a big landslide off a cliff. Where, but and and so now, this whole drilling okay. operation has gone so far sideways yeah. that I'm pretty the sure by the end are, of the episode, somebody the stakes are raising quite a might bit. Might have been killed. It's oh, and again, it ties into Danny and how. I mean, you can even blame Ed because Ed brought him on, so he should have. You know, ultimately, it's his fault that Danny's even there to cause these issues. Okay, but, so there's a lot that could unravel. There's a lot of like tension building some real drama occurring already this it sounds like a pretty well-developed fun show. I, I love the show i mean just when you think the show couldn't get any better and i think every week they just continue to improve and i just love that about this that's amazing yeah well we'll, we'll follow up with this next week we still have a few episodes to go Sounds great. Let us know if you're watching this back at home. Uh, tell us what you think. Like and subscribe. You know the drill. Be our friend. We're on all the media. So, uh, yeah. And now, to wrap things up, we're going to take a look at next week where we see possibly the biggest movie of the summer. The DC League of Super Pets. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about it. This is... This is one of those movies where they, they cast a bunch of celebrities to voice a bunch of cartoons. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Are you guys excited for it? Well, Oh, so excited. Andrew, as a voice actor, how do you feel about it? I, I don't want to write it off immediately. Um, but generally when they cast a bunch of celebrities in these things... Um, the, the the quality of the actual voice acting is way down there and it's um i don't know there's there's a there's an old clip of chris rock accepting an award for voice acting um where for madagascar and he goes this is the easiest job ever um and really he really upset the voice acting uh, community because they're like, yeah, it's easy because what you were doing wasn't voice acting. He apologized later and, you know, um, understood that there's a real difference between what I dub an actor, a celebrity in an air-conditioned room, and somebody performing into a microphone. And that's, uh, you know, based on the trailer alone, it's Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. and It's, it's starting to sound like a bunch of celebrities in air-conditioned rooms. That's how yeah. they're promoting it. Yeah, Catriona, yeah. what did you? What? What are you? What, are you excited about this? Is this because I mean we're gonna try to go see it and uh, we're gonna have a voice actor reacts video that you're gonna help put together. So, I, I, do you think this is gonna feel like work or do you think this will be fun? 
Uh, it's a it's a tough thing to say now. <laughs> I, uh, I I I gotta you know I, I I have no idea anything about this movie. I think I don't even know if this is the same one that I'm thinking of that when Andrew and I went and saw a different movie and there was a trailer to some cartoon, he was like, "This actually looks pretty funny." And after I had said, "This looks stupid," and I don't actually now looking at the picture, I don't think that. this is the same. No. Okay, so then um, then I know nothing about this movie. When I walk down <laughs> the street on uh, Barham Boulevard, there's a large poster of the pig's face, and it says something. There's some pun about the pig. And I look at that image and I'm slightly disturbed. I don't think as a kid I would want to see this movie, if I'm going to be honest. I, I, I do I'm, wonder, <laughs> I do wonder who, who these things are for. Like, they're going to have some childish humor, probably. Um, for those of you who don't know, Crypto, the super dog, is DC canon. He exists in a, in a universe. Yeah. With, he is Superman's dog. Um, there was an animated show on Cartoon Network for some time, Crypto, okay. the super dog. Um I, I don't know. Weird time to be releasing a character named Crypto, but fine. No, it's the perfect time. Is oh, it? You know they're going to make jokes about that. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, I'll be investing in Crypto yeah. this week when I go see it. <laughs> Bunch. That was so That's good, good Andrew. That's, That's good. Thank you. Okay. Roland, what are your thoughts on, on this? As somebody that likes uh, cartoons and, and, and doodling and stuff like that, I'm not excited about this movie. I feel like it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's like, it's not weird enough, but it's too weird. Like it's, it's, it's mm -hmm. in a very awkward phase where I'm not a fan. And it's just, not like self-aware weird. Yeah. Well, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, nobody yeah. knew what to, ex what know. to expect. We don't, nobody knew what to expect for the Lego movie. And that very was true. the most self-aware um, animated movie that had come out up until that point and that led to a bunch of sequels and spin-offs and like the lego animated universe let's call it that okay. like that's yeah. that's been super successful um so this is the first animated dc thing that i think while? i've seen because everything that's well... been every well, all the dc animated stuff has been gritty two-dimensional comic book style stuff that is pretty serious. It's so you like wouldn't count the Lego comic. Batman movie as part of this series. That's like the, Le that's like this the is, Lego friend. We're yeah. looking at a completely different style of animation, a yeah, different, yeah. different yeah. production. It's still Warner Brothers. It's still DC. It's still characters that exist within that. Um, yeah. I mean, it's the yeah. same studio, right? But I see what you mean. Like, it's a different... The yeah, look is a, different. The universe yeah. is different. This is this could be the beginning of something else. Um, yeah. We're probably going to get a comedic look at Batman and Superman and any other superhero. Well, you know, Keanu Reeves That's... is voicing Batman. Yeah. Yeah. So, honestly, if, if they're mirroring what MCU is doing, this could lead to a whole animated Keanu Reeves Batman series, which... I'd watch it. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll yeah. just add this one little <laughs> <Dan>. bit. Dan. <laughs> I'll just add this one little bit. This movie is currently tracking for like $30 million at the box office uh, in the opening weekend, okay. which isn't Minions level numbers by any means, but it's also not like Pause of Fury bad. So. Pause of Fury did, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, excited. I mean, Kevin Hart, the raw, well, excited in the sense that. Kevin Hart, The Rock, Keanu Reeves is what I'm going to see. 
I'm not necessarily going to see it for the characters because I just, like you said, I don't know how... Like, I'll compare this... You compared this to Lego, and I think you might regret that comparison. I'll compare it more to... Oh, no. <laughs> I'll compare it to more <laughs> to The Secret Life of Pets because the, okay. that movie... It, it wasn't spectacular at the end of the day, but it was better than maybe a lot of people give it credit for. The second one, maybe not so much, but the first one I particularly enjoyed because they, lent, they leaned into... They didn't have really a great story. The story was rather basic, but... The characters were pretty interesting, and each you you could like you know like you would if you said, would you watch the would you watch and like you know any of those characters in a different project? I mean yeah, I mean just the Kevin Hart rabbit character alone was pretty entertaining, but I mean yeah, it's honestly I was never into those animated shows. Um, though like mm. any because yeah like you said they had they have done like Crypto the Super Dog and stuff. I always thought those were like more for like you know you know what girl and you did this a while ago when. They they kidify cartoon characters into like you know like juniors like yeah. Looney Tune like the the Looney Tune chibis yes the chibis chibis that's the word um, yeah. I always felt like the crypto and all of those other pets were more meant for that kind of an audience they were they were but sometimes when you're sick home from school that's all that's on television <laughs> yeah. you have to watch really? it yeah that was my experience yeah. with it yeah I mean they're um, back. So it just black adam was supposed to release in this in this date and then the, because of vfx delays they pushed it to october and then they backfilled that date with this movie so that alone should tell you like you know they don't necessarily feel super confident that they were gonna they want to put this out in october they just like moved it around so i i don't know how much confidence you know, even warner brothers has i next. i will allow myself to be surprised by this i'm gonna go in with an open mind and an open heart and if they charm the <laughs> pants off of me and and the rest of the world then you know i will be a champion of this franchise if not uh, then i will remit as i react to it this week that'll be coming up next um week. so in minion fashion is, is anyone gonna dress up for seeing this oh that's a good question i don't know if there's a gentle minions uh type thing for this well, i mean Disney, after right? given how recent that was dog. i don't know if people are even going to risk it or the theaters yeah. theaters might not even allow you to like walk in if they're remotely they're start so banning crazy. teenagers from theaters they might be on the list <laughs> from animated movies that's ridiculous I'm i mean movie studios should be happy like isn't that the audience you want yeah. like the 18 to 24 yeah. crowd or even younger i suppose 13 to 17 crowd let's call it that um uh, the tweens, the tweens, the tweens, the, the adolescents. Oh wow! Now, now that that the sounds youths. wrong. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, depending on what stage of puberty you're in, um, oh. this might be a fun movie for you to go see. I'm I'm out of it, believe it or not. I'm done. Uh, this is this is what you get. But it's um, I'm gonna go see it. Um, I'm gonna tell you what I think about it and what about the voice acting in it. If you like this, be sure to come and join us back next week when we talk about it. Go see it yourself. Tell us what you think. And um, like and subscribe. Be our friend. Be part of this little movie fan community because we're a community of movie fans and we do the rumba in our chairs. Anyway, this has been Oh So Curious. I've had a good time. Um, I hope you have too. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Yeah!